Little town, little gas lamp quarter where fans flock to convention halls. Nerdy place full of nerdy people. Hello, Comic Con. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Field of Geek special episode recapping 2017 Wizard World Comic Con in Des Moines. I'm Steve. Josh. And we're uh, just uh, getting over the weekend a little bit. Still feeling the uh, drink we had on Friday night. Yeah. That one was uh, pretty powerful <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but I could use another one. Yeah, no kidding. It was really good. <laughs> I said in the blog, I know why they call it the daredevil, because I could barely see when I was done drinking it, and I yeah. needed to be led around. You know, I drank but... mine too fast. <laughs> I, I did too. started slurring my speech a bit. Yeah, it's a double double whiskey, double whiskey and a Coke. Coke right? Yeah, yep, and, perfect. Uh, it was, it was amazing, but was. I probably should have had some food beforehand. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. That's all right, though. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a great time, you know. I mean, huge special thanks to Wizard and uh, uh, specifically Jerry Milani, you know, hooking us up with some press passes and being extremely accommodating before the con and during the con. Um, it was just really uh, really nice of those guys to to include us with that. So, uh, big, big shout out to them. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, overall reactions, man, what did you think? I loved it. I loved it. I, I've been going to the, uh, you know, it's our third year yeah. with them, and I've I've been to other ones they've had like in Minneapolis, and I, I loved it. I love the I love the whole culture. You know, it's just you get to meet new people, mm-hmm. geek out. It's it's nice because usually you have to explain certain things to people, <laughs> right? Cosplay, uh, just trying to take it all in. Still, really, oh yeah, you know, it was it was really fun, really fun. Yeah, it was awesome, man. I mean, I know I've, I mean, I've been to a couple of cons in the past, but they weren't of this size. Yeah. One was bigger, but it didn't have anything fun like this one did. Just had a ton of vendors, some comic guys, and that was about it. You know, you called it a day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, like I said to you and Zach, you know, this is that's where I want to die. <laughs> right in the middle of the con floor at some yeah. point. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, warning in case they do come back in the next couple of years. Uh, uh, that may happen. You know, but. I will say this. You know, they have those vendors, like the back people. Yeah. You know, do a scan on your spine or whatever. The laser eye people. Yeah. yeah. Can we get homemakers next year? Because <laughs> they could probably give us a nice sectional. No kidding, just, right? Yeah. Chillax. Yeah. No kidding. Bring some equipment and just record. I appreciate and, it. Yeah. yeah. It'd be very nice. That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, I miss the back people of all people that should probably see them. Right. Yeah. Well, I think we need masseuses bad. over that. But Chair I get massages. It. That'd be cool. That's what you really need. But that place is so hot sometimes, and yeah, gets uh, kind of had a million a people in there. Yeah. 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 I, you know, hats off to everyone who cosplays because man, that's uh, that's a job. That's commitment. Darth Vader walking around. Oof, you know. I mean, yeah. the guys in the Mandalorian outfits. I mean. Yeah. I can imagine the amount of sweat those guys uh, had. Oh yeah. With. Probably lose a bunch of weight. Right. Maybe, Maybe I, should. I should. Yeah, yeah same. Yeah. <laughs> Next, we're wearing cosplay. Yes, so, got it. Sounds good. I'll be in a jab outfit. <laughs> it's going to be in a translation, my normal self. <laughs> I'll just be in a trash can. Right. There you go. <laughs> but it was fun, man. I know um, it was cool seeing Mayhem comics there, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, they had collectibles, collectibles ranging from the new fidget spinners, you know, a zillion of those, all the way up to action figures, comics, T-shirts, you know, the whole thing, posters. It was a... Uh, coupons. A coupons that to Mayhem. Nice. I like that. Uh, yeah. It expires at the end of June, so make sure you get that before get on the date. right now. But yeah, it was, um, it was just awesome. There was so much to take in, you know, Absolutely. and a lot of cool stuff. And a lot of those vendors were super nice. They'd sit there and talk to you and... Sure. 
you know, I was talking to the one guy, he had a bunch of Godzilla figures, you know, and Sweet. as a kid, I just loved Godzilla. And, <laughs> you know, he went through and talked about every single one. And I mean, this guy, he knew his stuff. He knew more about Godzilla than I did. And, well, that's what's great about the, the toy vendors. <laughs> oh, you know, um, my first con, I saw an Ecto-1. Yeah. Brand new in a box. <laughs> like hundred some dollars. Right. And man, I was like instantly back as a child, yeah. except, you know, I didn't want to pay that much right. for Ecto-1, but they had uh, Ninja Turtle figures there. Oh, sweet. Yeah. $125 oh, a piece. Boy. So I told my cousin, because he, he shared the photo to me, I said, uh, yeah, just get me all four. It's fine. Nice. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's, uh, I mean, you can spend all kinds of money. Yeah. You know, I mean, I saw stuff that was just super affordable and easy, you know, up to the, like you said, hundreds of dollars for, you know, something, you know, it was all really cool stuff though. Yeah. But, and I finally saw a Nintendo classic. Yeah. Which I've always looked for at Target, even though I know they're not going to have it. 200 and some dollars. Yeah. I saw I, that up there. That was, uh, was like, I'll, I'll pay 50 to 60 like I wanted to. Right. So if you're here listening to Nintendo, please. Yeah. I wonder <laughs> if they sold it. Nothing, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's tempting. I don't know. Something like that. I mean, I plunked down several hundred bucks over the weekend, you know, and yeah. it's totally worth it. You know, I mean, if, if they're coming again next year, I'm start setting aside a little bit now, you know, yes. and, uh, yep. um, for sure, especially for like pictures and autographs, stuff like that. You know, I mean, it was, uh, and we'll talk a little bit about some pictures and autographs. Well, I know course. like from, from my family got, but yeah, it was, um, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Uh, just, uh, it was a great time. Um, it was quick. <laughs> it was, it, yeah, way too fast. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, Great panels, and we'll talk about some of those as we come up. But uh, they had a lot of great celebrity guests this year. I know Charlie Sheen backed out, but we did get John Cusack in his place, which was cool. You know, a star of a ton of great 80s movies, oh, you know, out there. Yeah. Better Off Dead, still one of my absolute all-time favorites. Stan Lee. Uh, you know, if you don't know who Stan Lee is and you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and stop listening. <laughs> Get to Google, research, come on back and and, and join us. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, it was cool to see Stan Lee there, you know, at his age, still going around to cons. I mean, I thought he was done, but. Yeah, I mean, I think he's kind of on his farewell tour. Oh, From what okay. I hear. Okay. I, I mean, I know that New York con this year was, you know, they hyped it up for his, his, his last appearance. I can't imagine him. Yeah doing more uh yeah or at least a lot yeah yeah he deserves a break (laughs) the guy deserves a break (laughs) yes he does he's been you know giving us stuff to love since world war ii basically yeah it seems like yeah exactly i just hope i'm 94 i know maybe people pay what 200 300 dollars just to see me right and yeah (laughs) if i make it to 94 i hope i'm as sharp as he is you know i mean the guy well, maybe it's just it's just all about working, doing what you love. I guess. I mean, look at Shatner; he's in his eighties. Oh yeah. Man, my when my grandparents were, you know, that age, they were like, "We're home." You know, yeah. this guy's going out and he's active, and it, I think it really helps. And I know this veers off the path a little bit, but I think you know, m- from a mental standpoint, if you're keeping your mind active and you're, you know, engaging in that stuff, regardless of your age, it does. It makes yeah. you. You know, you're you're more vital. Your vitality's higher, and you know, you just you, you feel better. So it's cool. Strongly agree with that. Yeah, but uh, tons of other great stars. Kane Hodder, uh, a legend in the horror business. Yes, as uh, Jason Voorhees. 
Um, ch- 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 ah. He did uh, <laughs> what? Three or four movies? Yeah, he did like seven through nine or ten. Yeah, it felt I, like he did a, did a lot more, and that's what I thought. I was really um, surprised by that. But but he was a uh, you know forget having the hockey mask on and carrying a machete. He was still physically imposing. He's fit. <laughs> I mean, he's really he's jacked. Dude was uh, um, we were up there by the uh, Charmed line because Claire was getting ready to talk to another guest, uh, Holly Marie Combs <laughs> from Charmed, and he walked up to her and started talking. And at first, I'm like, is that a pro wrestler? That's Kane Hodder. You know, I mean, it just, <laughs> it took me a second to register, you know, and uh, it was just really cool. So, yeah, I mean, she, Holly Marie Combs was there from Charmed, and uh, uh, Claire got an autograph with her, or for, from her, and was able to go up and talk to her for a few minutes. I mean, Claire was up there, and uh, picking out the picture and stuff, and she uh, shows Claire a picture on her phone of her kid, you know, when they were younger and stuff. Like they'd been buddies forever, you know. Oh, just, that's cool. It was really cool, you know. She that's she awesome. took a few minutes out to talk sure. and stuff, and you know, Claire was just tickled pink. I mean, geez. oh, I can't imagine. I mean, is that her first time getting celebrity yeah. autographs? Yeah, I mean, the first celebrity she's ever met was Bill Clinton, and she got a selfie during the campaign, right. you know. Right. And uh, but beyond that, like actually getting to talk to someone or getting an autograph, I mean, that was a it's first. crazy. You just realize they're they're actually real. Oh people. yeah. You know, and yeah, they're like face to face, breathing the same air yeah, you are. Exactly. So. And uh yeah, she was just uh she was just so tickled that she got a you know, she she's she's seen charmed, I think, at least two or three times. Sure. You know, over and over oh, again. Oh really? Yeah. You know? I mean she's uh, uh she's watched that series a couple different times and I of course watched a lot of it with her. <laughs> yeah. Being the dad, but uh, you know it's a fun show, you know, and uh, it was cool. And then uh, also from Charmed uh, was her TV husband Brian Krause. He was there as well. Sweet. Super nice guy. Awesome. Very friendly. Um, from Charmed, Emma Caulfield and James Marsters. Anya uh, was who Emma Caulfield played, and uh, Spike was James Marsters' character. And uh, the entire reason Claire wanted to go was because of James Marsters. <laughs> she was in love with Spike during that show, biggest crush on him. Big Buffy um, fan. Big, huge yeah. Buffy fan. Another thing that she's watched a couple times. Yeah. Up until Sunday, no, Saturday night, uh, after we got home from the con, I'd never watched a single minute of Buffy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, after going to their panel, which we'll talk a little bit about later, um, I was like, oh, let me watch this thing. You know, we watched first episode. And I'm like, this is really good, you know, yeah. and Joss Whedon show. So, I mean, he's a he's a legend in his own right. But, uh, yeah, Claire got our picture with James. And and I don't think I've ever seen her smile that big in that picture. So, oh, it was pretty cool. cool. Well, was it a selfie or was it a professional? It was a professional, professional. thing. Yeah, she cool. went back there and got it. And, um, nice. You know, had his arm around her and, you know, was just super nice and yeah. friendly. And she was just... Oh, She's man. in cloud nine. So oh, that's cool. Bet. I bet. And our, our uh, good friend Napoleon Dynamite was there, John Hader. Yeah. <laughs> He's not really our friend. Gosh. He was yeah. yeah. Give me your tots. <laughs> um He was uh he was there and he seemed very engaging with fans and stuff too. Sure. And, um you know, he had a lot of people coming by his table and uh, just seemed like a real nice guy. Uh, from the next generation, Marina Sirtis, uh Counselor Troy. Yeah. Was there live and in person. Got her autograph. Yeah, nice quite an accomplishment that was uh yeah a little stressful but yeah um <laughs> yeah just weird i don't you know i i don't think well besides shatner i never seen a like you know star tracker and yeah i don't know if that's how you call it yeah i don't want to get like beamed out of right here, no but, <laughs> but the funny thing is she you know i went up there because i didn't really have much cash on me mm-hmm. and i hated to do this but i was like do you guys take cards because you know some people got yeah. this swiper device 
And she said, no, we take cash. And, you know, yeah. very nice about it, of sure. course. So I, I get the cash. I'm with my brother-in-law. He loaned me some money. Yeah. And the minute we turn around, she's gone. Uh, Maybe five, ten minutes later, we're eating, you know, uh, some lunch. And I'm just, all of a sudden, I had a thought come to me. I was like, did she beam out of here? <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, yeah. My my daughters came for a little bit. And they were with me in line for her. They didn't want to go to their uncles. Yeah. So, they ended up stealing all the thunder of because course. she talked to them first and was like, oh, they're so pretty and nice eyes. And you must get yeah. that from your mother. And, <laughs> you know, she didn't say I was like ugly. Right. But yeah. She, you know, she knew. And uh, so, yeah, they, they got to meet her. They had probably no idea who the heck she oh, was. Oh, yeah. But yeah. With some nice lady, you know. Yeah. yeah. And like that, all my questions went out the window because I <laughs> it was kind of uh, it sucked. I wish I could relive it. But, uh, you know, I'm glad she got to interact with them. That's pretty cool. But, yeah, I chose yeah. a photo. She signed it and said, you know, thank you and all that. But, yeah, I, I didn't know what to ask. You right. know, it's like, what did I go into? Right. Like, was yeah. Titan going to be a series? <laughs> like, I just, uh, but, yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, great. she seemed great. She had a lot of great pictures available for uh, autographs yes, as well. Yes, she did. Quite a uh, selection. Walked by her table. Yeah, it was It was, it was hard to... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, which what do you pick? Right. But, um, <laughs> it was it was really cool to see her. Um, yes. It a uh, show in Omaha. I think it was an auto show, maybe. Uh, Bashir and Terry Farrell, uh, Sweet. Dax, yeah. were, were were there. Oh, um, and I wasn't watching Deep Space Nine then. Oh, so me. <laughs> No, that's, I don't watch that show. I just kept on going, you know. I mean, what a moron! Yeah. Uh, especially now that I love that show. Right. <laughs> Another uh, one of the five million reasons I always want to kick myself. Well, but... Let me ask: Was he charging for autographs at the time? Honestly, I don't know. Okay. I mean, I just saw him from a distance, and I'm like, I don't care. Because back then, who knows? They were probably like, Yeah, I'll just autograph something. Now right. it's like, Yeah, I'm gonna need a forty, fifty dollars. Like, dang it, they got it for free. Right. I know. Well, I remember being a little kid and um, going to a car show in Omaha, and Adam West was there in costume and oh. everything. Thing, Man, and they were wow. free signing autographs all day you know it was pretty cool man i can't imagine that that's crazy yeah that was just wasted opportunity man yeah but, i know i know but there were cool cars there you know that's why cares? you get the time machine that's you, right you go, yeah, back. go back and yeah. fix that mistake and that was there yeah right no kidding <laughs> exactly just uh, 88 miles per hour nice and then uh two wwe superstars seth rollins and alexa bliss were there I physically didn't see them. <laughs> I know they were there. Um, I heard someone <laughs> talking how they saw them and stuff, but you know, I think it was just timing. I just didn't get a chance to 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 see those guys. But Seth Rollins is from Iowa, Sweet. Davenport, represent. You know? So yeah, he's uh, basically coming back home. Um, That's great. Pretty cool. And then one of the nicest guys on planet Earth, Dean Kane. Yes, you know, is back. Uh, he's been here before, right? Yeah, he actually yeah. came our first year. Okay, yes, he did. Yeah. Yep. That's what I thought. But man, he was super nice to so just everybody. He was. He was I mean, very nice. Even people that were just walking by his booth, you know, he'd smile and wave and the whole thing. He yeah. Just, uh, seemed like a real personable guy. Yeah. And then uh, the voice of Super Mario. Yes. Charles, how do you say his last name? Oh, I don't know. Is it know. Martinet or Martinet? Yeah, that's, you know, one of that's the good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, it's Martin with an E-T. It's Mario. In, right. It's Mario. So uh, he was there. He seemed pretty fun. And, uh, yes. you know, he always had a lot of people at his table. That was cool. He came last year, too. Oh, did he? So I was really happy oh, to nice. see him again. That's uh, cool. He is not shy about doing those voices for anybody. <laughs> he was having great. a great time. You right, know, and yeah. And people loved him. You know? Oh, yeah. It was, it was my, sweet. My daughters actually went up to him 
with their uncles and got an autograph. And yeah. Uh, yeah, he was doing all the voices for them. Oh, that's awesome. Tickled. So <laughs> great guy. That is cool. You know, I mean, someone will just do that kind of stuff. It comes to life. It's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, you, you get to close your eyes and there it is. You know, right. I mean, it's like Kane Hodder. You put a mask on him. Oh right. my gosh, I got to go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I, as he was, I almost thought the same thing. Yeah. You know, but, oh, yeah. Uh, he could yeah. take me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Cass Anvar from uh, Assassin's Creed was there. Uh, Do you notice what he was wearing? Uh, the gear. He from... had the gauntlets on and everything. That's you know, cool. and the, yeah. I mean, that was he. That was pretty sweet. Oh, you know? sweet. So uh, he seemed like a pretty cool guy too. And uh, Barry Bostwick, legend from Spin City, the TV show, Rocky Horror Picture Show. You know, he's been in a million things. Um, my wife was actually fortunate enough to go up and talk to him for a few minutes, and that was cool. Seemed like a super nice guy. He was there Friday night, too, if I recall. Yes. Because not everyone was there all three days. But uh, I yep. remember seeing him Friday night when we were there. Uh, and then from the Monkees, Mickey Dolenz yeah, was there, too. Yeah, saw him walk by. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a ton of great celebrity guests, you know. And and there was no shortage of people, you know, going and getting autographs. And sure. taking pictures and and the whole thing. So, it was uh, it was just really neat to see. You know, for me, the the, the most fun part of that is... Just watching people's faces and reactions, you know, when they get to meet some of their heroes and, um, you know, that's a, you know, forget about just coming to a comic con, you know, I mean, people are there making memories, you know, and just, uh, creating things that they'll remember their whole life. Uh, Yeah. So it was pretty fun. You know, that was pretty cool. From the comic creator side, so selfishly, you know, this is what I was really (laughs) digging, had quite a few great talented people, uh, show up this year. Aunt Lucia, he's, he's a local guy from Iowa here. He's a cover artist for a lot of great covers, but very, very notable for DC bombshells. You take a look at that guy's art, and it stands out. I mean, it's not something that you might confuse with anyone else. You know, I put it up on a level like with an Alex Ross or, you know, just someone like a Jim Lee, someone who oh, you yeah. see that art and you know who it is. And, you know, a nicer guy couldn't be found. You know, <laughs> I, I got a chance to interview him. Did a five-question segment. This is Steve with Field of Geeks, uh, here with uh, Aunt Lucia, right? Lucia, Lucia, yeah. Yeah. Local, Iowa guy. Correct. Right? Awesome. Your work's very unique. It's immediately recognizable, like in Alex Ross, for an example. Who were some of your inspirations in comic art as you were growing up? Oh, gosh. You know, I I really loved, and, and this is bad to say, but as a young kid, I probably just looked at a lot of the artwork and didn't know who it was yeah but as i got older i kind of started having my favorites and stuff like that so you know definitely um alex ross is is definitely an inspiration adam hughes uh jim lee uh travis charis yes um you know j scott campbell's got great stuff trying to think of some of the other ones here gosh i'm I'm drawing a blank but yeah I, i you know, I can appreciate a, a lot of different art styles. So, even as far as um, like Dan Hip, the, mm-hmm. you know, the the young Teen Titans stuff. Yeah. And, um, I'm a I'm a graphic designer also, as well. You know, as as an illustrator. So, you know, some of the more graphic artwork grabs my attention as well. Right. So. Awesome. That's good. So, with today's technology, a lot of uh, creators are it's easier for them to get their work out there. Is there any advice you give to like an up and coming artist who's just trying to get their name out there with the with the audience? Yeah, um, gosh, I, I think I think today's artists have do have an advantage as far as the social media goes. Um, you know, they can definitely get a lot more exposure a lot quicker. Sure. Um, but I would have to say, you know, I think there's a lot of talented people, and you see 
just aisles and aisles of talented people out there. Um, and I never counted on this um, taking off as a career. Right. Um, so I do graphic design uh, 40 hours a week still. Sure. Um, and it's something that I've always enjoyed as well. So, you know, I would say do do your illustration and do your artwork for yourself. Right. And then, this is going to sound bad, but don't quit your day job. You right. Know? Sometimes that leads into something new or, you know, in my, in my case, graphic design, I think it helps. Uh, one helps the other. Illustration helps my design and design helps my illustration. Sure. Um, so choosing that career path actually strengthened my illustration style and got me where I needed to be for doing work for, um, you know, uh, DC. Right. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always been a DC guy growing up. I yeah. mean, I have limited Marvel, but I've got almost 20,000 comics at home. Oh my gosh. Most are DC. Wow. <laughs> wow. So uh, my wife hates it completely. So a <laughs> few more easy questions. Yeah. Miracle Whipper Hellman's. <laughs> um, ne- neither. neither. I'm not a mayonnaise guy. <laughs> Fair enough. Because Miracle Whip's the wrong answer. Yeah, Anything okay. else is fine. <laughs> All right, so this is a fun question. Um, aliens have invaded. You're public enemy number one. You get to pick three heroes, superheroes of any company to protect you. Who are they? Okay, well, it's got a, it's, that's two of them are easy. Batman, uh, Superman. There you go. The third one. Hmm. That's trickier. Uh... Let's go with, uh, well, we better just go with the Trinity. I'll take Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, too, yeah. It's that's nice a strong at, choice. You know? <laughs> that's right, exactly. Yeah. You've got some familiarity yeah, there. Exactly. So. so where can people find you online, then? Uh, AntLucia.com. A-N-T-L-U-C-I-A. Awesome. Well, hey, it's great talking to you. I yeah. sure appreciate your time. Absolutely. All right. So I had some fun with that, and I bought some art from him, and he was just a... Uh, it's a super nice guy. That's awesome. You know, so he was he was pretty cool. And then Phil Hester, I, um, who I didn't get a chance to talk to, uh, but he's also a local guy here from Central Iowa. Green Arrow, uh, Batman Beyond, the TV version of the Flash comic book. He's doing the art for that. Great. Uh, he was here, I think, Saturday and Sunday. Um, I'm not sure about Friday. From the creator side, uh, from the WWE was um, their artist, you know, a guy that does a lot of paintings. He's been doing things since WrestleMania 30 for the company, uh, Rob Schamberger, and he had a big giant table full of stuff. Insanely talented guy. I mean, just sure. really cool. And then Victor Dandridge, so he moderated two of the panels that we were at, as well as the Charmed and Buffy panel oh, that sweet. I was at nice. uh, on Saturday. And he's a self-published guy out of Ohio. Uh, does a, he's got his own imprint. I think it's called Vantage In-House Productions. So he's just a small indie guy, but I mean, he's, uh, an excellent communicator. He's obviously a pretty good historian of the, of comics. And, uh, he, uh, he was just super, super nice, you yeah, know, he was, and he was very smart, funny, engaging with the crowd. Uh, and he did the celebrity panels really well too, oh, you know? I so, I mean, it was, uh, he did a nice job balancing between, questions from the audience and engaging the stars and everything it was he was really cool you know so i'm i'm excited to maybe you know look for some of his stuff out there and you know when you see someone who's just a nice guy like that you know you want to support him however you can so of course i'm gonna gonna take a look for that guy and see what's going on there he's a great speaker and a great moderator sure we even gave him uh, our card yeah that's right yeah yeah and uh so that was cool yeah um i handed out a few cards on saturday myself yeah so that was cool um 
But Danny Fingeroth, a Marvel legend, you know, a Spider-Man editor. Uh, he's a Marvel from 77 or 78 to 1995. Uh, he's been around the block a few days, you <laughs> know, so yeah. he had some uh, excellent perspective in that Spider-Man panel. Um, oh, it's great. You know, and he had that PowerPoint presentation, you know, with all the vulture variations. And, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that was really cool, you know. I mean, he was... Obviously, he knows his stuff. Right. Know, this is a guy you just listen to, and you know it's like uh, you know it's like you're in class. You know, it's pretty oh, yeah, cool for sure. For really sure. cool. And then, um, you know, Barbara Slate. She's uh, worked with Marvel, DC, Disney, and Archie. Uh, she's just done a ton of great stuff too. And you know, there's a ton of other people that were there um, from a creator standpoint. And you know, if you go to WizardWorld.com, you can check out the full guest list of the Des Moines people, but we could be here all night reading some of these names oh, yeah. of the creators. But, you know, so, some of those ones that read out, uh, you know, stood out. And um, um, one in, in particular that I want to mention is uh, Mikey Babinski. He's a uh, inker from Marvel, worked on, you know, Spider-Man and some of their biggest properties. I uh, got a chance to do a five questions with him as well. This is Steve with the Field of Geeks podcast. I'm sitting here with Mikey Babinski at the uh, Wizard Con in Des Moines. How's it going, Mike? Going pretty good. Awesome. So, just a few quick questions. We're doing a five questions with with a few creators today. Inkers are, in my opinion, kind of the glue that brings the pencils to the colors. I know you uh, undercut yourself a little bit, but I think you know there's a little I, bit yeah, more to it than I, that. There, there is, but being being less of an artist, I feel like I'm more of a tracer. Sure, <laughs> fair and, enough. And I get, you know, they, they say don't say that, but it's it, there are artists who, when the inker does too much of a difference, they yeah. don't like those inkers. Right. So they're looking for someone to be truer to their style. And some of them ink their own work, don't oh, they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I try to be as true to their style as I possibly can. So it's I when I'm doing my best work, I feel like I'm tracing. Right. Because you know, I'm trying to keep their art intact. The vision, right. if they put like 15 hours into a page, I don't want to change it all and then, you know, right. I'll be mad. And they won't want to work with you again, probably. So that's, no, you know, that's a they'll good... they'll get you replaced. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So what path do you take professionally to get you to this point? Know the right people. Yeah. Wait for someone to jump ship. And that's what happened to me. Yeah. I had, I knew a guy in town who was an artist and his inker left for Marvel and then he was stuck. And they're like, well, let's try this guy out until we can find a replacement. Yeah. And they liked what I was doing and then I got work. Awesome. That's great. So, uh... You've worked on some of the world's most popular characters, honestly. I was fortunate. Yeah, Wonder very Woman, fortunate. Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so, who were some of your influences as an artist in the comic world? In the comic world, like Alfredo Alcala, who okay. most people don't aren't, aren't familiar with. Um, Bernie Wrightson. Yes. Uh, Franklin Booth, who was a, a prolific illustrator back in the 20s and 30s. Um, people who did like really intense line work. Right. Right. Awesome. That's good. So, uh, fun, easy questions from here on out. Miracle Whip or Hellman's? Neither. Neither? That's not good. A, not a main either. Miracle Whip's the wrong answer, so anything else is fine. So that's good. An alien invasion's taking place. You're public enemy number one. You get to choose any three superheroes to protect you. Who do you choose? Wow. Are they like tough aliens or weak aliens? They're tough. They're they're badass, so. I would pick Juggernaut. Okay. I would pick probably Thor. And then Deadpool, just for the commentary. <laughs> like, I don't care if he stops any. If yeah. he lets them through, that's fine. Just the commentary would be alone. Alone would be worth it. I've asked seven or eight different comic pros that question. None have given any of those three answers. So that's good. That's awesome. I like well, the... Well, uh, Juggernaut, you just let loose. And, you know, it's one yeah. of those things that from a distance, you just see bodies in the oh, sky. Oh, yeah. He's a wrecking ball. That's yeah, all you yeah, need, yeah. right? Exactly. And uh, Thor, you know, he can handle... Gets through, Pretty much anything, Deadpool, yeah. just for yeah. the commentary. Just for the fun, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, last thing, uh, where can people find you online if they want to follow you? I don't really have a site, so they just Facebook my name or, 
you know, they can find me. Awesome. Sounds Mikey, good. Mikey Babinski, Michael Babinski. Awesome. Cool. Hey, it's great meeting you. I appreciate your time. No problem. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. What a super nice guy. I mean, we were joking around about the Spider-Man panel that he was in that we saw. Yeah. Um, he said he thought of it too late, but he wanted to, you know, um, just start making things up in the panel about the movie that weren't true and just to see <laughs> yeah. what kind of reactions, you know. Right. This guy was hilarious, man. I mean. Awesome. I spent a few minutes doing the five questions with him, and then afterwards, we sat there and just chatted for 15 more minutes, you know, I mean, oh, my daughter great. and wife were just standing around, you know, and but he <laughs> was on. just, he was super friendly. I mean, yeah. he just initiated great conversation, and he was just a super nice guy. So. That's great. That's the way it should be. Yeah. You know, he was just, he's awesome, and... You know, he in the interview he says he's basically just a tracer, but you know what? Inkers are way more than that. Yeah. You know, I I said it in the interview to him. I said I look at the inker as the glue between the pencils and the colors, and you know, without a strong inker who is true to the artist's vision, you know, you don't have much of a comic. Oh, so uh, yeah, easily. But super nice guy, man. That's uh, great. He was really funny. He'd been to Iowa a couple times. Said he'd uh, he hopes to come back again. And, oh, uh, I hope so. Yeah, yeah he was awesome. just uh, he was pretty fun. So I'm hoping that uh, you know if he comes back, we can talk to him again and you sure. know just uh, see what he's been up to. Oh yeah, right. love to. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of great creators. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you could find, if you couldn't find something that you liked, you know, you're not looking hard enough. Right. You know, Zach bought. I mean, there was an artist there who did like food pictures, you know, paintings. Yeah. You know, the Doritos, Funyuns, Cheetos, and eggs, and, you know, just paintings like that. He bought a couple of those for his house, you know? Oh, that's and great. so yeah. Yeah, there's just a ton of great stuff that you could find. I could have just spent the entire con in that room alone. They have everything. Yeah. You know, it's not, you know, a lot of people probably can't afford the celebrity autographs and all that. Right. But, man, these panels are all free. There's oh, yeah. classes, like Makeup 101, I know, is one thing for cosplayers. Anybody, really. But, you know, cosplayers yeah. really want to get some Absolutely. tips. Absolutely. They even had a great uh, kid stage yeah. where they had uh, my my girls got entertained for a while there. They actually became princesses. Yeah. By the... Uh, all the princesses dressed up like they had this little class thing and they got to do all this fun stuff, <laughs> you awesome. know, on, on, in front of the kids stage. And they were all like ordained uh, oh, princesses yeah. at the end. So, yeah, they had the Disney princesses. They're walking yeah, around. That was pretty yeah. sweet. And that's that's who did it. It was really neat. Yeah. And then they had a puppet show and a lot of things for kids. I mean, oh, it yeah. was they covered everything. It was fantastic. Yeah. All ages, man. I yeah. mean, this is a this is something that I don't know. It was uh it's nothing like I've never. It was, it was I've never been anything like this before. Right. It was just really, really great. Some cool cars were there. The Back to the Future car. Yeah. The DeLorean. I mean, I've seen DeLoreans in the past, but they're playing DeLoreans. I never got to see the movie decked out. You know, that thing was just sweet. Oh yeah, and, yeah. And the beauty of it is that they work for the Fox Foundation. So okay, like you know, they tour this car a lot. Uh, I think it's uh, it's actually a couple. Oh, nice. Um, Last name is the Hollers. It uh, might be Terry and Karen, maybe, maybe I'm maybe. guessing. But anyway, they were featured on the Back in Time documentary, oh, which is on Netflix, and I, I strongly recommend it. Yeah. It's really a fantastic story about them. It's not all about them. It just shows like the phenomenon of Back to the Future. Right. And basically, he was diagnosed with, with a cancer. Mm. So he always wanted to you know, restore DeLorean. Right. Love that car. And so they just decided to go for it, kind of wow. just a send off, and it ended up reversing his whole health. So they do they tour that all over the place. So I was really thrilled they came to town Man, this year. That's amazing. That car is 
beautiful. It's, well, the car is beautiful. But what a better story, you know? Yeah, I mean, for, yeah. For well, him. I, I sat in it three years ago when I yeah. had no idea of their bra- their background, right. and they they couldn't be nicer. They're really nice. They love the foundation they work for, and they they try to have try to make it really fun for you. They get yeah. in the, you get in the car. They turn all the stuff on for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> they set the time circuits to your like date of birth. Oh, cool. I mean, it's, it goes all out and it's all lit up. So oh, it's man. just, it's fantastic. Yeah, that was awesome. I mean, there was always a huge line for that car to get a picture in it, you know? Yeah. So that was just pretty cool. You know, yeah. I mean, people were just loving it. That was awesome. Um, the Dumb and Dumber truck. Yeah. That was there. That was pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> I saw a picture on Facebook of it going down the street. So, oh. I mean, when they were leaving, it was full bore. It was still decked out, that's you know, and it was be on the road. Hard to clean. Oh man, I don't even know if I'd want to It looked dirty. Tackle that. But that's the look, you know. It was Yeah, the bugs alone, you know. Yeah, just forget yeah. the uh, you know, you'll never else. see them. Right. <laughs> oh man, but it was it was funny. I didn't I must not have just checked the list, but I didn't know that was going to be there. I saw it and I just started laughing, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That is cool. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. <laughs> and then of course the Speed Racer car. Yeah, that's man, something. that thing is sweet in person. Yeah. That's just uh that was some eye candy right there. It's that like literally cool. out of the, the car. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. It's just there it is right to life, you know. I mean, exactly. Was, yeah. yeah, that was pretty unique. You know, it was really neat to see. And then uh, my personal favorite, the Supernatural Impala yep. uh, from the from the TV show Supernatural. And uh, the cool thing about that was they had the trunk open. And if you've seen the show, that's where they have all their gear. They're, they're you know, fighting the demons and, you know, everything else that they fight, you know, and all the stuff was in the trunk, you know, just yeah. like it was in the show. Um, so uh, my daughter got a picture That's next awesome. to the next to that car and loved it to death. And the guy, uh, I can't I don't recall his name, but super nice guy there, too, sure. you know, and just uh, super friendly. And uh, it was a good time. Yeah, just so much to see there. And what'd you buy? What'd you walk out with? I got well like i said earlier i got uh marina searches yeah I say her name i yep. got her autograph yep. uh i you know i walked out of there with a lot of pictures uh you know like uh, what i took and i got a mug that you could refill there they have wild bills same it's called yeah, yeah yeah i got one of those and got the chance to talk to him a little bit the guy who owns this particular one because i think they might be like a chain type oh, of okay. thing basically you know to try to give you a visual aid it's it looks like this wagon, and it's got yeah. all this pop and these huge... Um, They're barrels. Barrels, yeah. yes. So anyway, I found out the the guy uh, who was there is West Des Moines guy. Oh, wow. And he just bought up the business. So I don't know if the whole business or not, but they were going to, I think, Nebraska next, maybe. Okay. But he's trying to get more events here. So basically, anytime yeah. you're at an event here... You can fill up. So. That's good because I, I'll tell you that was the best root beer I think I've ever had yeah. in my life. Yeah, that stuff was really good. The cups are nice too. Yeah, and they have the uh, it's engraved, you know, the Wizard World Con and stuff like that. Did you get the and blue one? I got the silver one. Okay, the steel one. They just ran out of the blue ones when yeah. I was like finally like, all right, I'll buy one. Yeah, but I, I got a nice one still. I can't complain. Yeah, I like those silver ones. Those are cool. I um. You know, growing up working on a farm, we had those kind of cups, you know, and yeah. they keep things cold, you know. I mean, it's a... Uh, yeah. My uh, ice, like, didn't melt forever. Yeah. And my hand was freezing. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it was... Uh, <laughs> I know I bought some artwork, you know, the autograph and the pictures for Claire, and uh, I got a couple comics here and there, and it was... Uh, man, it was awesome. So much art. But, yeah. So much of everything. It's it's really... Uh, you know, just felt like you didn't get a chance to see everything, even though you did. But yeah, yeah, was... or at least you didn't get a chance to go in depth and look at as right. much as you want. Yeah, you know, there's too much there to do and to see. I mean, you know, as an example, 
you want to walk around the floor a lot, but then they have these great panels. Right. You know, and I know on day one, uh, Zach, yourself, and, and, and me, we all went to see the uh, first two panels that had um, Victor Dandridge uh, was hosting the uh, panel about the DC uh, movie universe. Yes. And how um, it's establishing very strongly though, so far, and he made an argument of why it could be better than the Marvel universe. And the crowd was pretty split. <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> Down yeah. the middle, man. Maybe more Marvel. Yeah, maybe but... more Marvel, because there was uh, some uh, passionate discussion surrounding uh, that whole thing, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, he had some great points. He had some points that we've talked about on this show. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And he even points something out, which was a huge epiphany, and it's actually... I actually managed to record it, but mm. he basically explained, um, you know, uh, why Batman became Batman in this movie. Yeah. And it really made a lot of sense to me, and I found it really unique, because what set it off was, who likes seeing the Waynes get killed right. but for the third, fifth time? And we've talked about that yeah. before, you know? Yeah. But see, I never picked up on what he did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just listen to it carefully. We're, we will play it. Um, but it was really cool how he broke it down. And all I really got from it was, like, I love the art direction because Snyder yeah. really, you know, with the pearls. Oh, yeah. And yeah, just the detail. But, yeah, that just made it. I wanted to go home and see oh, that yeah. movie right away again. Exactly. But, yeah, that was a great panel. Even if you have any sort of experience in fighting, if I have a gun, who has the advantage? Me or you? I do, right? Because I have a gun. Like, it's just what it is. So, in this regard, you have Thomas Wayne that he's forgotten. He knows how to use his hands. He's a doctor. He knows how to hit you hard. Um... He's up against a guy that has a gun. There's a 50-50% chance that he's going to get shot. He does it anyway. He fights him anyway. Even though there's this, this chance. Like, I mean, if he gets the punch off, there's a chance that he, he lives. You know, he knocks out this guy and it's a wrap. 50-50 shot. So he goes for it. Gets shot. Okay? Now, Martha, she's female. She's, she's already witnessed her husband getting shot. What is the percentage of her success? It's infinitely less, okay? The idea is that if it was 50-50 that, that her husband was going to get shot, it's almost a guarantee that she's going to get shot. Um, she's smaller than the assailant, so that is also supposed to add to her disadvantage. She fights anyway. This is a key moment that's going to imprint on Bruce's mentality, okay? So you see this whole thing. Even though she has every every reasoning to not fight because it is almost a guarantee that she's going to lose, she goes for it anyway. This is the whole basis that plays out reiteration in when uh, the next scene is Bruce, many years later, doing the, the, the Zod invasion. And he sees all the things that Superman can do. And he's all upset about it. He already knows that he is outmatched by this guy. But what he's done is so dangerous he has to prepare to fight this man. Even though there's no re like there's no logical explanation that Bruce should be able to fight, but because of his upbringing, even when the odds are stacked against you, the right thing is the right thing, and you do it anyway. You fight even though you know there's a huge potentiality that you're going to die. Now, the one thing that this, the death of the Waynes did that makes things very very different is that where, generally speaking, we say Bruce Wayne is Batman because of his parents' death. Even in the animated series, they almost always lean towards the patriarchal, patriarchal side of that death. It's always his dad. Whenever he has a dream and he talks about failing, it's always his dad talking to him, not his mom. But in this sequence, the person who dies first is his mother. Like his dad even has enough time to say her name before he dies. His mom dies first, right away. She's the reason why he's back. 
when he has his dream sequence and he's in the mausoleum and the, the uh, great piece that he focuses on is his mom. The image of the Dark Knight, that Batman thing that pops out, pops out of his mother's grave, not his dad's. It's his mom. From his mom comes Batman. That's why he fights. It's his mom. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out to Mother's Day. Um, so yeah, that's, that's why he's fighting. So when it comes to, you know, all of a sudden Superman says, you got to save Martha. And he's like, why did you say that name? And Lois is like, that's his mom. It's his mom. Batman puts it together. The reason why you're fighting is exactly the same reason why I'm fighting. I never saw you as a person. I saw you as a target, as a problem. I didn't think of you as a, as a, as a living, breathing person who actually might feel certain ways that could be convinced of certain things. I didn't look at you that way. Now, there's a lot of things that um, they throw hints to as the reasonings why. We don't know them specifically because we haven't seen it yet, but presumably the um, the death of Robin, you know, and however that happened, had put Batman in a very jaded position. He's in a far harsher mindset than he's ever been. Alfred even talks to him about it, like, yo, you know that's not right. And he's like, look, we've never been on the right side of the law. That's never bothered you before. And Alfred's like, yeah, but you ain't never gone this hard, man. Like, what's wrong with you? You want to hug? And Batman's like, I don't need no hug. There's one percent chance, you know. Like, you <laughs> see. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a delete scene. But I it's a <laughs> So the whole idea of the death of the Waynes retelling and why did you say that name is all connected. And it's a, a very subtle storytelling piece that you can very easily miss, especially if you already had, well, why do we have to see the death of the Waynes again? You don't pay attention to it. Then you miss the point of, you know, the fact that it's his mother that died that makes him bad. So when Superman says, my mom's the reason why I'm fighting, that's why. That's why that matters to him. Because now all of a sudden, where I put you in this other pedestal where you're something else, something other, I actually know you're just like I am. And you're willing to do whatever it takes, even fight and kill people to protect the idea of your mom. That's what it, that's what it's all about. But what do you think of that? I think I still think it's pretty silly. I mean, that's what was the thing. The thing we said in Minneapolis was right. like, first of all, the, the main problem with it, first and foremost, that no one ever talked. People have talked about how silly it is that this whole. Well, I worked one thing. It's something that pretty well I said. This whole, the only thing, like the sheer coincidence, the sheer luck that stops this attempted homicide and therefore prevents the apocalypse, uh, is the fact that their moms have the same name. If, if Clark's mom had been named Janet, everyone would have died. Everybody would have died. Uh, but um, luckily, <laughs> but luckily, um, but the other thing that bothered me in right. the theater was. Um, if I was Superman, he was about to kill me. I would be like, "You're letting them kill Anne." I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, "You're letting them kill my mother." Yeah, you know, like that was like for no. me, like why? And you were like, "This guy's like, well, you know, he was like, he was saying in the first movie that he did that he was angry at his dad, you killed out your dad." It's like that doesn't mean he gets ever referred to his mother as anything other. Than no, no, no. What? Okay, so what's funny is after after uh, no right before Minneapolis, yeah. I had uh, a conversation with my buddy who actively despises Batman v Superman as well. Um, and we, we, like, I drove to New York and we sat and watched it. We did a live stream commentary on it. And we were talking about how um, the entire fight at that point, Superman had been doused twice with kryptonite gas. And I'm like, I don't think he said his mom because he's not lucid. He's not actively able to communicate well. Like, he's actively hurt from from the, the inhaling of the gas. Why of all things would that make you say Martha? Of all the di- vocabulary dysfunction, why Martha? Say Martha I can't. I can't say why. Does it I'm hurt just... to stretch that much? Um, you I mean, you know, I mean, I stretched arms a little bit. I, I <laughs> ate that gringle fruit. What is it? What's the fruit that uh, elongated man had to eat? Um, uh, gringle, yeah. There we go. Um, but that was that was 
what makes sense to you. Like, he said Martha because, one, if he said mom, Bruce paying attention to that? Like, maybe he was trying to say, gotta say Martha Kent. Like, he was trying to get out Okay, and that's the first thing. I mean, you know, yeah, okay. Maybe he was trying to say, but again, the effects of what has happened to him, he's not able to articulate. That's always been my thing, is that based on how he says things, he's not really able to articulate very well based on how he's just gotten the crap kicked out of him. Um, so that was, yeah, that was always my thought, was that he was going to say Martha Kent, but he just couldn't get Kent out. You know what would have saved that entire moment? What you got? I think I know what you're going to say. I agree, that's the issue with the scene. Right? I, I think people who think that the, the coincidence is ridiculous need to remember they're watching a movie with God's punching joke. So, <laughs> they, can't, wait, wait, wait. they can't suspend belief for that. Yeah, no, that's, that's, for, that's, that's the thing that gets me. When you say the suspension of belief, that's not something that they created for this movie. That's yeah. been true exactly. for these guys in prior <laughs> career. So they, they sh- people should accept that. But the one thing that would have saved them, in the scene where Superman is talking to his mother, right. if for some reason she had said something along the lines of, you're not my son, you're my equal, you're my hero, don't call me mom, call me Martha, something like that, it would have saved, it would have I think given what would have saved it is if Lois Lane had run in to save your name and kill Martha. Or that, or that. Anything like that. Any reason for him to say the word Martha. No, she, I mean, they could write a scene in where she knew. I mean, he was already talking to her, like, he's gonna kill my mom, dude. Or, or it could be that he was in Superman mode. <laughs> Trying to protect his identity. And he doesn't say... That's pretty clever. That's pretty clever. So, like, it's a separation? Like, he's trying to protect her identity by saying, Martha! <laughs> and, that's, and so so it's Lois's fault, but she's like, that's his mom! And he's like, damn it, Lois! <laughs> 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 that's awesome. I can get that. I can get with that. If, if what you're suggesting mm-hmm. is true, which I, it's completely logical, Thank you. all it takes is a 10 or 15 second scene where you're like, hey, where Alfred and Bruce are talking and they talk about how important the mother was. Right. One line. That's all well, see, and that's, I think that's almost too feeding. Like, because yeah. all the things that, that I just said are things that are actually in the yeah. movie. Yeah. And one of the things that this belies, this is, this is going to sound really strange, I don't think I'm smarter than anyone in this room. So for me, it's always this weird thing that when I when I explain this to anybody and they look at me and they go, how did you pull that out? I'm like, it was right there. Like, you can see it if you are open to it. But the problem, preconceived notions, a lot of times it'll close us off because we know what we know. And if it doesn't fit what we know, then we're like, it's wrong. I don't like it. You know, I hate it. But again, like if you watch, if you watch the opening sequence of that movie again, with that idea of, let me just see the idea that they fight back becomes very interesting. It's very unique. And I remember when I first saw it, uh, I, I've totally forgotten that it was in Dark Knight Returns because I hadn't read Dark Knight Returns in years. So, like, when he balls up his fist, I'm like, is he about to fight back? And it just struck me as different because that's one thing that, at least cinematically, we have never seen, you know. And I enjoyed it. Um, we got, like, five minutes. What, what was that? Negan. Yeah, Negan. Uh, Negan uh, excuse me, it was John Winchester. <laughs> sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, no, it was, the, it was the comedian. Good job, good job. Oh, nice, very nice. It's Jeffrey Dean freaking Morgan. Yeah, okay. awesome. <laughs> Wait, what, was, what was your question? <laughs> what was your question, dude? Oh, oh, yeah, it was Jeffrey Dean. 
Listen, I mean, it, and like every nerd in the place just like talented. <laughs> right. No, it's it's really one of the most messed up things ever because like it's it's Negan and then he's married to Maggie and yeah. you know <laughs> he beat Glenn to death and obviously they survived the zombie apocalypse. What? It, yes, <laughs> they, they survived the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Somehow he killed her other kid and or he just takes over and they name Maggie's baby's Bruce and it's this whole thing. So um, it's really refreshing to know that you know after Walking Dead, society returns and. <laughs> Negan basically is the father of Batman. So, I, I, so let's write that fan fiction. We should totally write that. Where is the, the, the comedian? Uh, no, the comedian would be a very bad situation. <laughs> that would mean that Bruce was not conceived of, of proper consent. That's uh, I think you're mixing up the story of Washington because Sol Specter was conceived later of consent after he had the. I don't know, man. Oh, no, that's true. That's that right. She did say, miracle, she did say that's yes. Why that's right. Manhattan. Like, was like now we're getting into Watchmen, <laughs> but it's all it's all uh, Zack Snyder. So we're, yeah. we're cool, we're cool. That's a problem. Yes. Okay. You mean your sister, dude? <laughs> That's cool. We do still have Wonder Woman. I'm hearing really good things about it. In fact, uh, buddies of mine out on the West Coast are watching it now. I actually, my buddy John Paul that I talked to, he actually said that it would have been better. And I was like, you you can't really say this without getting stabbed. Um, it would have been better if every time she popped up previously, she never said anything. So that you never knew who she was. That I think it would have been better if she wasn't in the movie. I mean, I like my friends very adamant about this. Like everyone loves Wonder Woman in that movie. When she goes up and it's like, and then it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. and everyone in the theater's like, ah! <laughs> right, that wasn't my experience. She did. Now, when it comes to that fight, I love. I can. I can honestly like vouch and justify in my own head many things in this movie. I cannot justify that fight. Like I don't have the acumen to do it. That fight was ridiculous and stupid to me. Like I can't figure out why. Thank you. Uh, why Lois went to go get the spear and not Batman? Especially because he didn't do anything in the fight. Like he literally was like, "I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> Keep punching it." <laughs> yeah. After after Wonder Woman had done like all this other stuff too, Doomsday, and then Batman's like. I helped. Like, it's like at the very end of the fight. Yeah, right, yeah. like it's the very end. Like you, you really could have went to go get the spear. Like that could have been. Um, like so for real. Um, and then like when when you think about it, if Superman, uh, you know, obviously he's affected by it. Um, go get Wonder Woman really quickly. Like, hey, listen, I'll hold the rope if you go get the spear back here. That the spear. Listen. I would give him if he fails. That's fine, but he's gonna die next to Kryptonite. Like, why? The, or if he, you know, if in the in the place that they are in, um, if he had just grabbed some lead and just wrapped it around. You're right. It works about Batman should have been the one to go get it. Absolutely. Batman brought the, the fight there because of the spear. He did. It's all his fault. Lois threw it in the water. Yeah. But Lois Come on, like, Lois. Right. Lois is messing up for everybody. She's telling who Martha Kent is. Just spilling the beans. She threw the spear in the water. 
then we gotta get the spear out of the water. Spear out of- that was kind of comedic, actually. It's like, we throw the spear in the water, like, shit, now we gotta, we gotta go get in the water. And then the thing falls, and she almost drowns. That was hilarious. Now, um, I, I did want to say this before, yeah. before we run out of time. We, in Minneapolis, we did this whole thing about Man of Steel. We did this yes. whole thing about a Batman versus Superman. We were like, so adamant. And then we like, got, I was like, so what about Suicide? And you're like, nah, I can't. I cannot justify Suicide Squad. <laughs> um, it's not any. No, the only thing I can say about Suicide Squad um, that I is any that sort of... Movie. You like that one? <laughs> the, only, the only justification I can get for the way that they told stories is that it mimics the Paul Levitz style of storytelling. The, the whole... A story, B story, C story, and then things rotate out. So, like, as you finish the A story, the B story moves up in prominence. C story gets a little bit more fleshed out. Then you finish the B story, it goes out, and then C story moves up. It, it's told in that sequence. The only problem is that that works really well on a monthly release comic book. Not so well in a two-hour movie where you don't go right. nowhere. The least like, the villain in the movie... Was, uh, that's probably the Marvel movie. Wait, there was a villain in that movie? Yeah, it was Amanda Waller, right? Amanda Waller, she was a villain. Are we complimenting Enchantress now? No, because <laughs> like, Enchantress became like a Scooby-Doo movie villain, and I don't understand that. Like, she <laughs> looked awesome. She did. Like, I want to throw dollars at her. I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, when she first showed up with the dirty, like, uh, like that was creepy. Like, that, if that was Enchantress, You've got my nightmares. Good job. But what she became, I was like, my children. Right, like, what's up, girl? I'll be one of your... Oh, what's up? My brother gave her that outfit because when she looked down, she went... Guys, if you give your sister that outfit, you are bad. They got a Quicksilver Scarlet Witch relationship. That's not even... There's a Logan Leia thing going on. Yeah, yeah. You're my sister, Joe Dirt stuff. Um, so unfortunately, we have run out of time. But thank you guys so much for, for engaging in this whole conversation. It's been a blast. Um, definitely stick around. We're doing a uh, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming 101 uh, panel next. So you guys are more than welcome to, to kick it with us for that. Brian, thank you for joining me, man. This was awesome. Um, you're a natural, dude. I'm going to put in a word. Well, thank you. you. Uh, I actually would very much prefer that you do okay, that. Well, then I'll definitely <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this is an absolute blast. And we got Danny Finger on. We had this uh, lady in the back, that panel. Colleen. Yes, yes. And she's going to be on the show. Yeah. So that's great. She she has a lot of knowledge. Oh, man. Old comics. And she... She's been reading since the 60s. Yeah. And she put it on Front Street. She did not care no, what she, people uh, were going to say about, about no, her Her opinions were her opinions. Yeah. And you know what? We're, we heard them, you yeah. know, and... Uh, she was just, she was awesome, man. It was great. It, it was, was great, great listening to her, you know I mean? Because you don't get that perspective a lot nowadays. No. You know, a lot of these guys in the room, especially these Marvel fans, you know, I mean, a lot of them, I don't think they read comics before 1998, 2000, you know, some of these guys. Right. Um, you know, and, you know, growing up in the 70s and 80s and 90s, you know, I... Uh, I always felt like I had a different perspective, but then to hear her, right, it was like, oh, geez, man, that was just really cool. Well, and Victor's whole preconceived notion thing was really unique too, because you know I think that's when Marvel was doing their thing, and he points this out too. When they were doing their thing, uh, you know, there was they were finding the the right formula, and then DC comes around, and then it's like. Preconceived notion is like, yeah. they had to do it this way. They right. didn't do it that way. Why didn't do it that way? Yeah. Also, Marvel had like pretty much D characters. Iron Man was a D character. Right. 
And now he's huge. He's an A character. Yeah. So because they were able to mess with him a little bit more yeah. than you could in established Batman or Superman. So if it was flipped, yeah. like what DC did, they changed a few things, and they weren't like huge changes, but those were A characters. Right. And they changed a few things, made people mad. But Iron Man, they changed quite a bit. Well, they changed a ton, and no yeah. one complained at all. Right. You know, it was like the second coming. You know, I mean, and and it was great. But they you know, will complain no now if they change. They'll Iron complain Man. now if you change movie verse Iron yes, Man. Yes, yes. No one cares about comic Iron right. Man still. Yeah. You know, I mean that's the that's the problem. But, right. Uh, yeah, and then you know the the one that we sat in after that was um, again um, Victor was there, Danny Fingeroth, and then uh, Mikey Babinski, who I, I got a chance to talk to. They hosted the Spider Man panel, which really uh, went through the various incarnations of the movies and kind of went through a history of the Vulture. You know because. Everybody knows who the Green Goblin is, Dr. Octopus, that whole thing. The Vulture is, you know, almost a third-tier type villain, you know, and so they're bringing him back into this movie, or bringing him into the movie to start with, and uh, played by Michael Keaton. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, he's going to be a good bad guy. He's going to be a really good bad guy, and, uh, <laughs> you know, he's um, he's just awesome all around. But, I mean, to, to hear, you know, Danny talk about the history of the vulture and you know he used to be the editor on spider-man i mean so this guy knows he knows the stuff that's you know? something so it was Jeez. a fun panel that yeah. was a fun panel to sit through and he had a powerpoint going through different you know visual images and different versions of the character and that was pretty cool that was cool that was a nice uh education uh <laughs> it really was man yeah because i really had no idea but yeah i guess was he originally like an 80 year old or something yeah or he's just... he's an older guy yeah. you know and he, he just happened to have a suit that could help him fly or whatever and but no uh, mask no Remember mask he kept saying oh that's he right i got a mask yeah it's something to protect his face for <laughs> yeah. it because you know you can just punch him once and he's done <laughs> yeah. you know because he's you know 300 years old but uh, <laughs> right yeah he uh uh it was just really funny you know because they uh it was a whole old and young thing you know that created that kind of friction in the comics and uh i think the movie's taking an interesting take on it um, with the way they're going to be doing the vulture, so like blue collar yeah, workers, like, right? You know, and uh, Stark comes in and takes his contract out from underneath them. You know, when they were trying to help clean things up, and uh, you know, so Michael Keaton's motivation is more just kind of revenge as opposed to you know anything else. But it was a it was a, it was a fun panel to watch. Once again, Tony Stark, yeah, Tony causing Stark. problems, causing problems. <laughs> But uh, he wouldn't be Tony Stark if he wasn't called. We wouldn't problems. have movies without him, so right. keep it up, Tony. Yeah, we apparently can't have movies without yeah. him. So <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad. But and he's great in the role. Don't get me wrong. He is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping, though, that they deck up Spider-Man so you know it's not the Spider-Man and Tony Stark team up. You know, right. that's my concern. So seems, we'll see. It, yeah, it seems predictable. Yeah. Hopefully... You know, I'm going to see it either way. It looks great. I'm sure it's going to be a great movie. Yeah. I'm digging the Mach 1 Spider-Man, yeah. if you will. I think it's unique how they're going to give us that, even though they went past it in yeah. Civil War. But he basically loses his nicer suit. Right. Goes back to that. I, I like the look. And actually, I wasn't at the con Sunday, but somebody dressed up with that look. Oh, sweet. And that, I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I saw a picture on Facebook. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty neat. And then... um. Uh, two others that we went to, um, my wife and daughter wanted to see. So, of course, we went because they, they're the boss. And um, <laughs> one was the Charmed panel and then one was the Buffy panel. So, you know, it had uh, James Marston's, uh, Marsters and the um, Buffy panel and uh, Emma Caulfield. And then, you know, the, the two Charmed stars were, were, were in theirs. And uh, of the two, the Buffy one 
eh, probably edged it out. I mean, it was, they were both great, sure. you know, and all the actors were, you know, they took every question from the audience, you know. That's great. Um, no one held back any questions, obviously, and their answers were just phenomenal. And, um, and they were really funny, you know, I mean, they just had a great time. And, uh, uh but that Buffy panel, uh, it made me just want to go watch the show, you know, I mean, that's, that's great. And so that's what we did. <laughs> Went home and watched it, but, uh, it was just a lot of fun, you know, and it was cool, uh, you know, watching, you know, Claire and how she's responding to the answers. Cause she's listening to things that I don't really know much about. Right. And they're referencing scenes, they're referencing episodes and, you know, I'm there for her, you know? So I was just kind of, uh, watching all that unfold. You're and, like spoilers. Uh, right. You know, I mean, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I saw a lot of charm. So, I mean, that one sure. wasn't much of a surprise, but cool. great panels, you know? So, I mean, not just the comic panels where they're very interactive with the fans, but the celebrity panels are as well. I mean, you want to go and, and talk to a celebrity or ask a celebrity a question about something they've done. That's a great opportunity to do it. And you get to learn a lot of things yeah. that you probably couldn't even find on the internet. Oh, you would the have behind the scenes dig stuff. And dig and right. dig, maybe. But yeah it's, yeah, it's neat what comes out. You know, mm-hmm. like, for instance, Robert England, I think it was our first year, he mentioned that I think he did a play in Iowa once. And yeah. He had nothing but great things to say about Iowa. So that was really cool. It's really too cool. bad he couldn't make it this year. I know I he know. broke his foot or leg or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you can yeah. actually find the video. He he shared it. And yeah, it's uh, it's cute and maybe a little scary because he's wearing <laughs> the glove, you know. Oh, nice. But it's humorous, you know. That's so, good. But he, yeah, he expressed he really wanted to be here and he'll, he'll come back. Good. So. Oh, yeah. And, you know, again, knock on wood, hoping they come back again next year. Absolutely. And yeah. That whole thing. I just, it's, I think it's important for Iowa. I think it's important for you know, families. I mean, it's just something that people can do together and it's, you know, it's really yeah, phenomenal. It's not, it's not a home show or anything right. like that. It's like, this is, this is the culture we live in now. Like these movies are huge. They're huge. So everything related to those movies are huge as, just as, you know, as much, but yeah. And you get to see the stars, you get to, you know, see the cars, you get to yeah. see everything you want, you know, and, uh, it's pretty sweet. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to hit any other panels? I, I did. I actually went to uh, Birth of Bombshells, behind oh, the scenes with nice. the designer of DC Bombshells. Nicest Lucia. guy out there, man. Yep, Lucia. Lucia. Yep, he's, uh, he's phenomenal. Yeah, and his crew of Antidote Comics uh, was Chris Brusner, Kurt Peterson, and Jonah Hardenbrook. Oh, okay. And funny thing is, Jonah is actually a friend of my cousin's. Oh, cool. Years ago, I knew, I knew Jonah and his friends. <laughs> Made a comic. Oh, nice. And that's what this panel was. I mean, it, a lot of it was about, you know, uh, Ant's work with Bombshell, DC's mm-hmm. Bombshells. But they talked about how he got um, discovered. They basically um, talked about, you know, forming their ideas for a comic that they put out. And they actually gave out free issues of it. I believe it's called Blood's Own. Mm, yep. So i definitely going to check it out. The art's fantastic. Great panel. Uh, yeah. You know, something... Technical difficulty was the fun part, really. They had a PowerPoint prepared. Laptop wasn't working. Oh, man. So the, one of the guys whips out the printout of the, the slideshow, and he just is doing this. You know, it's all... <laughs> they're funny guys. Yeah. And finally, they they did a PDF of the PowerPoint, and everyone started clapping, you know. <laughs> and then they actually, right at the end, they they got the PowerPoint working. Oh, man, of course. But they went through it and stuff, and it was it was pretty neat. It showed the the designs before it was, like, 3D sculpted. Oh, and, yeah. and was talking about how amazed he was when his art was 3D sculpted for the first time. Because he's had, like, I guess, action figures put out. He's doing sculptures. I mean, I mean there's stuff about, based off of his artwork. It's beautiful. Yeah. Great work. Yeah, and I, I just, uh, I'd love to try and get 
some of these guys on the show sometime yeah. to talk about it, talk about the process itself. But yeah. it was it was a great panel, and yeah, getting those free comics was that. That's what I took home. Yeah. That was that was something that was really exciting. So. Well, and then talking to Ant, he had some really great advice for sure. up and coming talent. You know, so I mean, he's a uh, he's not only sharp uh, and talented, uh, he's just a super nice guy. But uh, I'll tell you, that artwork is so unique. You know, and it's and it's caught hold with a lot of people, and uh, you know, I can't wait to frame you know the yeah. two pictures I got from him. Oh, so I bet. yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be pretty fun. That'll be pretty cool. I also got to see Kane Hodder's panel for a little yeah. bit. That was neat. That was really cool. He's a super nice guy. He's taking questions and being very sincere and explaining how he got to play Jason. I don't know which movie he was doing before that, but they got him all in makeup and they yeah. liked they liked the way he did you know his character. So. They brought him on for Friday the 13th, and he said he was a fan before he was Jason, so that was really cool. And I actually got a little bit, a snippet of uh, audio from that. Oh, sweet. It, it talks about the new Friday the 13th game. I'm not going to give any spoilers. Just, All right. Just listen. Cool. And uh, you're going to be excited. Nice. It's very cool. But you master a single player. It's going to take longer. It's your fault. But it was, it was really fun. First of all, it was fun trying to be scary while wearing spandex. <laughs> maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I do look scary as spandex, I don't know. But every, every once in a while, I would do a scene with a hockey mask on just for my own fun. Because it doesn't matter, there's no sensors on my face for Jason. I so I uh, didn't have to worry about that. And, you know, it, it was just, I brought in two of my favorite stunt people to do all the kills for the male and the female victims. And uh, they did such an amazing job. I just went to the hell out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you said earlier that you loved working in prosthetics, you know, because it really, you can see yourself and body that character. Did you find it difficult transitioning to just the spandex, you know, and kind of? I did a little bit, but what helped, and I, I always tell the story when I'm talking about the game. In my ignorance, I guess, I didn't realize that Video gaming technology, uh, motion capture, had the ability for me to stand, stand on the motion capture grid stage in the spandex, but I could look at a monitor facing in and see myself instantly animated already. So whatever movements I did, I could see what it's going to look like as Jason. So that made it way easier that I could, I could, they could even play it back. You know, I'd do a, 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 a shot, then he'd play back, I could watch me as Jason, I liked it and stuff, so that, that made it really a lot better. And, and, and they have to choose the part seven, Jason, to, to have the animation on initially. So. In terms of like, the outfit, yeah, yeah. very cool, very cool. Awesome. Which is always my favorite. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, when he was doing Jason, you know, I mean, that's a, you know, as an actor, you don't have a ton to work with you have to work with being menacing and foreboding and that whole thing and he had it man he That's was tough. just like no dialogue it's like, tough oh. you know and <laughs> and to be able to just do all that stuff that he did you know and and sell it that way without yeah. being able to do a lot unbelievable terrifying you know? yeah it was terrifying. just it was awesome stuff I always think of him when i think of jason <laughs> that's for sure my brother and i i think 
there was only nine or eight movies at the time, and we did a one through eight or nine marathon over a two-day period. Nice. Uh, my wife was there, and it was just, oh, man, we just had a blast. <laughs> were you in a cabin in the woods? Even better. <laughs> we were in an apartment in Omaha, Nebraska, so just almost yeah. the exact yeah. same thing. That's something I always want to do, though, is watch one of those in the woods. Oh, man. I mean... I think about it, but oh, yeah. I don't know if I'd actually do it. I'd probably be scared, but oh, I'd do it. I'd, <laughs> of course, I welcome somebody to just hack me up with a machete, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, get him to come by, right? Knock on the door. <laughs> oh my gosh! In the full mask yeah, and the whole yeah. thing. And hey, just, hey, Steve. Yeah, that's awesome. But <laughs> that's I, I know great. in the uh, most recent Mortal Kombat game, Jason is a character you <laughs> know that cool. you can use, and so that's cool. uh, it is pretty sweet, man. And I always think of him. You know, I mean, just I know. He's great. He's got that that just menacing movement, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, he nailed it, man. He was yeah. he just seemed like a cool guy. Oh yeah, I mean his panel was great. Yeah, you know Robert England was supposed to be with him on that panel, and that would have been fantastic. Oh man, Freddie and Jason in the same room, man, sure. just hanging out. <laughs> but hey, it was still it was still great. I love those panels. Yeah. I I think I discovered those my second con, and I've been a fan ever since. They just you get so much out of them, and yeah. it's time to sit and relax too. It is. There's a lot of walking. Cool down a little bit. Floor. And, yeah. yeah. But it's like going to a seminar that's fun. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I go to work meetings all day long, yeah. as you know, and it just we don't get to talk about comics there. <laughs> no, not at all. Nope. So, but yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun, man. And they had, um, you know, multiple rooms. They had multiple uh, panels going on at the same time. And so, you know, if you're kind of a super fan, sometimes it's hard. You got to pick and choose. But, uh, you know, there's something for everybody in those panels. There you is. Know, from the comic stuff, the horror stuff. To you know, like the the charmed and and Buffy type stuff, and it was just uh, it was a lot of fun. Well, you know? we even had this was new for this year, but we had an entertainment stage on the floor, yeah, which was really cool. And they did a lot of music, and they even had like this burlesque show Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was people in cosplay doing uh, Circus Soleil type stuff. Yeah, you know, it was more adult kind sure. of, but kids I guess could watch it. They'd have a lot of questions, right? Yeah, my my friend's kid started laughing when there's this Darth Vader, you know, and it's like, oh, it's Darth Vader, whips off his cape, and he's got, like, pink underwear. It's a girl, it's you a, know. Yeah. And he just starts giggling, you know. But That's funny. they had this guy towards the end of that Saturday. He was dressed up as Waldo yeah. on the keyboard, and he was just rocking out. Like, because, you know, his keyboard could change sounds, oh, yeah. and it was awesome. It was He was really having the crowd going. Oh, so that, that was cool. That was a nice new addition yeah. for sure. Cool. Yeah, there was just so much to do. And um, I think the it's last point, time. <laughs> the last point, the cosplayers. You know? Yeah. I mean, a ton of different people, you know, not just official cosplayers that kind of go around and tour, but, you know, just fans, you know, I mean, just all over the place dressed up. And yeah, um, I admire that spirit. That's I do, too. I don't know if I could do it, you know, and if I di could do it, I could easily do it as long as I didn't have my face showing at all. Of course. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, those guys, I mean, they, 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 they go for it, you know, and and obviously some of the costumes are way better than the others. But even for those that were, you know, maybe not as in depth huge kudos to those guys for getting out there and just having a good time oh, and yeah. you know just doing something they love to do i mean they're always tweaking their yeah. costumes you know they they i think they learn every time they wear them out i need to change this and he changed that yeah you know like i said they had those tips those panels that were yeah. instructional you could learn new ways to construct things but yeah i mean you got people who are you know they're balancing half the time like there's there's this one person on stilts yeah it's fantastic costume 
you know, because uh, you know, you you go up to these guys and ask for their pictures, and that's that's another reason why some of them, most of them are there. Is yeah. like, yeah, let's take a picture. Yeah, man, and they you can love do it. anything you want. He pose and yeah, it, it was really neat. But yeah, people who are on like stilts or heavy makeup or heavy um, clothing, I mean, they're sweating bullets and. Yeah. For them to strike, because, you know, it's not just walking the floor, putting the gear on, but, yeah, you, you stop and have to take pictures. Right. Interact with people. Yeah. You so, know? yeah, don't expect to go there and be able to shop or anything. <laughs> right. You know, but, yeah, hat, hats off to them. Yeah. That's something I'd like to do someday. I don't know what, but not something too heavy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something that's breathable. No but, kidding, uh, man. Yeah. But it was, it was really fun. cool. Yeah. I, I know uh, the, the con I went to in Des Moines, I don't know, 10 years ago, 12 years ago at the state fairgrounds and it was more of a mid-sized type thing. You sure. Know, they had like a, the, the local pro wrestling group was there and they had some good artists and stuff. And, but you know, they had the stormtrooper guys there. Yeah. You know, and I got my picture taken with them. It's great. I was on my knees with my hands over my head. Like I was <laughs> yeah. under arrest, yeah. you know, and the other guns pointed at me. I mean, it was, I think it was just a riot, you know? Oh, and yeah. so, you know, and, and they had all those guys there. They're always willing to take a picture. And, you know, I mean, the little kids love it to death. The adults love it to death. And uh, uh, just a really, really cool experience. You yeah. Know? A lot and, of them try uh, to break the ice with kids, you know, like yeah. high five, you know, because they're not trying to yeah. scare the kids. Sometimes you got to run them down, you know. To, oh, yeah. Like, hey, can we get a picture with you? So you, sometimes you end up calling them by their name, Freddy. <laughs> you know, like, hey, Freddy, can you come here? Superman, Batman. Uh, Mr. Vader. Yeah. yeah. You know, that whole thing. Yeah. We had one Batman where he, it was funny. You know, he's so into his character, but he, he has glasses off, so he would yeah. hold his glasses up. And my brother-in-law is like, oh, Batman can't see. <laughs> and we end up getting a picture with him. And he he asked me, you know, it was, uh, with my friend's kid, but he Batman asked me, can you hold my glasses? And afterwards, I was like, I held Bruce Wayne's glasses. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was, it was really cool. But yeah, it's, awesome. it's nice to see all these people come out. So yeah, it's great. It really is, you know. And uh, again, we talked a little bit about, you know, hopefully they're coming next year. Again, I think it's important for our community, you know, and uh, hopefully if they do come and we have that notice, we can uh, help them sell it, you know, and continue to uh, do advertising for them and get the word out, you know, so we have a lot of good show. Uh, Absolutely. A lot of people show up for it. I mean, in this one, people came from Arkansas, Minnesota, Missouri, you know, so I mean, these are these are things people love, you know, it's, it's pretty fun. Sure. So lastly, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, celebrity wish list, anyone you'd like to see come? Yeah, you know, I would. Uh, I, I'm a big Will Wheaton fan. Yeah, I think it'd be cool for him to show up. Yeah, any, any Star Trek people, of course, would be awesome. Right, uh, Christopher Lloyd would be cool. Oh, that'd be yeah, awesome. Especially the DeLoreans here again. Yes, please. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's um, that's some of them, of course. But man, there's just so many to think right. of. Right, there's a lot. And like you say, you know, any Star Trek person, just bring them on in, please. You Scott know. Bacula. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool too. Kevin you know? Costner. Yeah, Kevin Costner. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that he'd show, but uh, you know, send. I actually the guy want Brandon invite. Roth to come back. He came. Oh yeah, he came the first year, and I just think that's really cool to have local people oh, yeah. who made it come back. You know, yeah, and, he grew up 15 miles away. You know, yeah, I mean, that's just fantastic. really cool. You know, yeah, exactly. But uh, he still has family here. You know, and that's you know the thing. So I mean, yeah, get a guy like that coming back. You know, yeah. hopefully that'd be easier than harder. You know, sure. I mean, but uh, what about you? I missed Shatner. I didn't get to see him. Yeah. That's a bucket list one. Um, I know they brought in like Seth Rollins and stuff, but Ric Flair was another one that I grew up with that I would just love to see meet that guy one time. <laughs> yeah. You know? And uh, uh, so, you know, just uh, stuff like that, you know, sure. some of those pop culture icons, that'd be pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was it was really fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. 
Awesome. Well, it was a great time. And again, you know, thanks to Wizard. Thanks to, uh, you know, our friend Jerry uh, over there at uh, Wizard, uh, Jerry Milani. We uh, had a great time. Um, and hopefully if they come next year, uh, y'all can go out there and make it. I know we'll be there. Yes, absolutely. All right. Yep. Well, for Field of Geeks, I'm Steve. I'm Josh. See ya. See ya. I pray the Star Wars panel has a trailer. I hope Ben Affleck signs my boob. Hall H feels empty without Kevin Feige. So freaking pumped to see that poo. Show me the chimichangas. Oh man, the Firefly reunion panel. They got two out of nine. Not bad. Yeah, totally. I think I'll stop over at 